Welcome in to another episode of the Bearcat Brunch, brought to you by our great sponsors in Royal Lakes Golf Tours. Have you always wanted to play at St. Andrews? Have you ever enjoyed that perfect pint of Guinness in Ireland? Well, with Royal Lakes Golf Tours, you can. They are a golf tour specialist offering unforgettable golf experiences in Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales. Their custom itineraries are more than golf trips. They are immersive cultural and country experiences that will surprise and delight you both on and off the course. Royal Lynx Golf Tours is owned by former Bearcat quarterback Hayden Moore and his partner, UC alum, Jeff Bartholomew. So if you'd like to play St. Andrews or Valley Bunyan and enjoy that perfect pint of Guinness, please visit their website at royallynxgolftours.com or call them at 770-331-1525. And with that, we are back for the I don't like saying bye week, the off week edition of the brunch. Got to break out the hoodies, sweats this morning. It is a, It was officially cold. Uh, a, a very welcome sight. How about for you, Jeff? May if I unmute myself because I was laughing when Aaron started this thing up a little <laughs> bit prematurely. No, I told him to, and then I wanted him to stop. So it's my <laughs> fault. My fault. Don't blame the producer. He does a good job back there. No, it's fantastic. The weather's awesome. It's finally like fall. It's not, you know, 8,000 degrees. And my kids all had to wear thermals yesterday to their sporting activities um, as they were early in the morning. So enjoying it. Feels like football weather. It does. Very, very happy about that. Was very happy to, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the, I enjoy the off weeks. I enjoy the just kind of getting to sit and take in everything for a Saturday, you know, when you tailgate and you go to the game, you, you know, you can miss, miss a lot of the, a lot of the details, a lot of the, uh, you know, behind the, not behind the scenes, but just kind of the, the inner workings of a Saturday, you know, you kind of just see the box scores and follow a little bit on Twitter, but uh, it was a fun day yesterday. There were some good games. There were some head scratching games. Um, I don't know how much we'll really get into UC stuff. I mean, the Monday show kind of did a first half-ish recap. Chad and I did kind of a Wednesday night, did more of a like, okay, what things can we you know look to improve upon for the back half of the season if we're going to, you know, kind of turn the tide, so to speak, a little bit in, in these games and, and in these situations, really, that have gone against the Bearcats when a lot of other you know things have been going going well. So, you know, if you're in the chat and you have a question, we'll certainly try to answer them. But we're going to kind of just go a little bit more uh, big picture, a little bit more of, of what we saw yesterday and of what we've seen kind of through the first six weeks of the season. Uh, I guess we'll let's start it right at the top. Noon. Last Red River of Big 12 era. And I, I I don't know if you know this, but UC and Texas have something con- considerably in common this year in well, football. Both lost to Oklahoma. Well, that's two things then. They both lost to Oklahoma, and they both stink in the red zone. <laughs> I think going into the game, Texas was like 108 and – that's pretty much why they lost the game. Uh, I think three red zone trips, at least in the first half, three points. Uh, so 
even when the the horns are back, I guess they're not all the way back. Yeah, that's uh, I see. Uh, so yesterday, so I had uh, I had kids sports, so I had to like follow everything the same way I normally do, which is just looking at at score at the little score bug going across the screen at the football game and right that kind of thing. Uh, so I did hear I I did see that Quinn Ewers like started the game off with uh, everybody's like. Well, that, that's a huge mistake right off the rip, so I assume there was a, a turnover of some sort there at the beginning. Um, but the way some of the people were talking about it was that, like, Texas got totally blown out, and it was a four-point game, so... They they certainly made it... It was not, look... I mean, it was, I, I think, 27-17. I mean, it was on the verge of, of blowout territory, and then they did come... They did have a nice couple drives at the end, and... And since you didn't see the game, it's kind of tough to to describe. But like, I thought Sarkeesian's calls on the last drive when they ended up kicking a field goal, like I was kind of thinking, like you should be trying to go score a touchdown. And and even though you were down three, and they did give up a sack, which probably changed things a little bit. But it just felt like a little too conservative, given what OU is capable of offensively and it kind of came to fruition. I mean, they left them a little bit over a minute and they went right down the field and Dylan Gabriel made a great throw to Nick Anderson. I don't even know how he could have seen him uh, the way that the pressure was and kind of where the, how the routes were. Uh, but I mean, from six and six last year to this, you have to give a lot of credit to Brent Venables, especially getting the defense uh, figured out because coming in Texas had been, have been pretty impressive. I would say, you know, them and Michigan to me were kind of through five weeks been the most consistently impressive teams. Um, and to, to pretty much not shut them down, but I mean, you, like I said, you held them to 17 going into the, into the late stages of the game. So, you know, very, very good stuff from Oklahoma so far this season. I mean, I, you look at that, and it—I mean, it is a little bit more impressive what UC was able to do to Oklahoma, even even in a loss. <laughs> and yes, and then it old, if, scratch, if, it, I had, if I had if told, I had told you. you, right? Exactly. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's what this should be. The the if I had told you Bearcat brunch Royal Links golf tour, yeah, whatever. Twenty twenty three Cincinnati Bearcats. If, if I, had I had told, told you. you. It's almost a it's a it's a perfect what thirty for thirty episode. Yeah. If if I had told you, um, so that's you know, it, it makes it even more of a head scratcher what goes on down there in Clifton right now. But uh, there was another. You speak of a coach having some questionable uh, decision making towards the end of a football game, uh, and that leads me to think about Miami Georgia Tech. I first want to say that I didn't see the end I, until this morning, and then I didn't actually see any of the game until, like, Twitter this morning. Miami lost because of those uniforms. Let's just get one thing straight right out of the gate. Like, those uniforms, I, I, I don't know. I don't, there's, words don't describe how bad those were. The, the, you don't like the, the all black with, like, the 
neon green and orange yeah it, like orange and then like a different color green with like it i mean it it's very miami i feel like you could just wear that to like a club at three o'clock in the morning and and you know run some lines of cocaine with uh you know john ruiz their big uh nli guy <laughs> but uh yeah like and this is apparently the second time he's done this there's now there's now reports from like an Eight, 18 game Oregon Stanford where he did the same thing like didn't take a knee ran the ball they fumbled and Stanford won that clip showed up right on my Twitter feed as you were talking about it it was the strangest thing in the entire like, world like, which what? one the clip of the Oregon game or the clip yeah, of the one from last the, night the, the Oregon game like what are you doing man it doesn't yeah, even but on make like sense. the other thirty yard line, you're winning. Like there is zero reason to run an actual play. It was it was third down. Somebody said that they there was like I don't know there was um maybe confusion if Georgia Tech had a timeout, but even if they have a timeout left, so like, what? <laughs> like, and then like I mean I guess you know to to Georgia Tech's credit, it was you know. They they still had to go seventy five. Oh yeah, yards. they still had to. I mean, the the one throw was like perfectly feathered over uh, a a Miami player that the guy caught on the sideline, and then the the next throw was a, a really nice throw where the guy was pretty much wide open. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, how are was... you letting a guy get behind you in that situation? Uh, but yeah, it was a comedy of errors. But like, it all started because the atrocity <laughs> that they put on their bodies to wear in that game. Uh, you know, you, you play how you look, and they looked like shit, and they played like shit. Well, I don't know they played too. Like they made a poor decision at the end of the game. Jeff, the team they lost to got blown out by Bowling Green last week, who did not score against Miami, Ohio hey, yesterday. Hey, hey, they're they're an even three and three on the season. Georgia Tech is, and they're two and one in the conference. Uh, sure. And, they were and maybe blown, that's they why were maybe that's out. why the ACC is going to disappear. They were blown like out at home by Bowling Green. <laughs> what uniforms was Bowling Green wearing that week? I mean, their usual ugly orange and brown ones. I'm orange sure. and brown, or were they like in like a full-on brown getup with like the orange highlights? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you had that like for for like um. USC, I'm like I was loving them earlier in this year. Now I think they're going to lose three games. Like, what do you, I mean? Backup quarterback, Arizona, triple, double, triple overtime. Like, what the? You know what is going on out there? They just seem like it's very raggedy. Even when they're good, it's like sack, then pick up third and long, or like false start, make it very hard on yourself. Caleb Williams bails you out. Um, that's not going to work against Oregon. Washington, Oregon State, you see, you know, yeah, some, some, someone, Notre Dame, someone is going to get them and probably multiple teams if they keep playing like this. It's, I mean, the, the, the surprising stuff started was a, a week ago where it was kind of like everybody thought, like, you know, by halftime, the game would be socked away and like, yeah, know, almost like the little league running clock kind of thing. And, and that didn't happen. And now here's another, I mean, they're, they just apparently can't stop anyone from scoring, um, and that's no, why, and they, need like, to, that's and why then, they need to put and then up. Then you're in a game with with them and and Jed Fish. Like, I guess, like, why wouldn't you go for two in the overtime to win? 
um, like, I feel like you always do that when you have a team like that on the ropes. Yeah. It's supposed to beat you and like you can beat them. Like you have to take that chance. No one's going to get mad at you if you go for the win and lose to USC on the road in overtime or whatever that was, double overtime. Like, no, you know, no one's going to say like, oh, well, you shouldn't, you should have kicked the extra point. Um, Natalie, I don't, you know, is USC playing with a lot of pressure trying to win by? The Pac-12 is really good. Like, I don't think they have to. Just beat all these teams, but they're playing bad. Like, if they would beat Oregon or beat Washington, I don't know their schedule, but, like, they have opportunities to get really good wins, and if they were to go undefeated, they would easily make the playoff. Yeah. Based on who they would beat. So, like, they shouldn't have any pressure to win by a lot because they don't need to. And they're, they're stumbling across the... I mean, they're playing bad against the bottom of their own conference the last couple of weeks. Like, they gave up... I mean, that... That's 506 yards of uh, total offense that Arizona had yesterday. 506. Yeah. That is insane. Almost 10 yards a pass and five yards per rush they gave up. Not, not great, especially when you're not playing one of the <laughs> the Oregon or Washington offenses. Right. Um, but, but when you beat that, you allow all that and you are still able to win, maybe that's the important part. Yeah, the win is still the important part, but it's like you're <laughs> you're tempting fate, aren't you? I mean you yeah. have to do you know, you have to do you know, not every game is the transitive property theory. Like just because you only beat Arizona State and Arizona by a little bit doesn't mean that you're not gonna beat Oregon or Washington, but like you're not gonna beat them playing like that. I mean, if I told you if I told you. <laughs> Uh, how about if I told you that a team in the Big 12 gave up 399 yards on the ground? Would you think that they won or lost? Uh, lost. They did. That would be our friends at the University of Donald Duck. Um, oh, no. They look... Okay, so... I think the Baylor game last week took its toll this week because they came out... Like, Kansas absolutely blitzed them from jump street like it was gross how bad it was initially the score made it look closer than it was it was not that close they looked it was small. not it was not 51 to 22 no because it was because i think it was 31 nothing they almost gave up two kick return i mean they gave up one kick return for a touchdown and then the guy tripped over his own player he would have had a second one uh -huh. um three like i said 399 yards on the ground they look small there was a stat that they're like DBs, their entire back end safeties, DBs, whatever, average 178 pounds. Like they were just getting run over, breaking, getting tackles broken. Like they tried to play John Rice Plumley. He clearly is not back yet. Um, pulled him, didn't matter. They have a bye week, then go to Oklahoma. So good luck there. Uh, maybe he gets healthy, but I'm not sure who's better, him or Timmy McLean. But like, and I'm, I'm not going to – I don't want to use this as a, like, see, you shouldn't be complaining thing because that's not what right, I'm going right. to say. But, like, that team, a lot of people, rightly, wrongly, we can you know, debate that, saw them as, like, these guys are definitely going to be the best team of the four coming into the Big 12. These guys haven't – like, they were some people's sleeper pick to, like – make the big 12 championship or at least contend for it. Um, 
So, and now we've seen them. Kansas State is good, but they they lost. They looked terrible at Oklahoma State on Friday night. You know, they lost that. They blitzed them. Baylor had the ridiculous comeback, and then they got destroyed by at Kansas. So they're 0-3 in the conference. They just signed Gus to a long-term extension. They had a lot of dudes coming back, apparently, you know, killing the transfer portal. Yeah. All of the cliches. And they're having just as much, I mean, I, I won't say just as much, if not more, but, like, do you think anybody down there is feeling great about their situation right now? I saw somebody post, uh, can we just send them back to the AAC? <laughs> I did see that. And I haven't seen anybody say that about UC. Well, no, because our fans aren't ridiculously annoying and chirping at other peop- other fan bases before we've ever stepped on the foot on the field of a of a conference game. And we kind of, most of us had an understanding that with a staff turnover, with a roster turnover, and a step up in competition, there's probably not Dude. a lot of reasons to to run our mouths until we prove that you know maybe that's okay. Unlike right. unlike those clowns, um, but like, yikes! I, I just tweeted out yikes yesterday from the Bearcat Journal account, <laughs> kind of in the middle of the second quarter there because they just I mean they look rough. I was gonna say I did like that was a game that I was able to like flip on here and there and like it it just seemed like every time I flipped it on there was a, a blue jersey just like streaking down the field yeah off, yeah off of like not even any any kind of creative running play like I mean it was just like here here's the ball I, that's the direction I mean, you gotta I, go I love Kansas's offense like I have a buddy that's a Michigan State fan and I've been telling him for two weeks like you guys need to hire Lance Leipold and he's like he's old I'm like so what he's won everywhere he's been I love there I love their offense I could watch them play offense like I would love to go to one of their practices and be able to stand like close and watch how they do offense like the motions and the misdirection there's there's just always there's always something that Maybe. is is moving, is trying to get one or two guys on the defense hesitant, trying to get them to take a false step. Like, it is just – it's very fun offense, very fun offense to run. And we saw yesterday, I mean, when it's humming and you can rip off four bills on the ground, that you've got it working. But, you know, again, yes, we would like to be – I mean – that if I told you and could be this or could have this record, could have it like sometimes you just, sometimes there are steps. And I think we're seeing it with, you know, UC Houston, UCF to a lesser extent BYU. I mean, they've, they've clearly had, um, you know, outside of their loss to Kansas, you know, off to a good start. They, they still have, a very tough schedule. You know, still play Texas, still play Kansas State, still play Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Still play Oklahoma, not Kansas State. But um But you know, it's it's just part of the part of the process, I think. And you know, hopefully this week off, giving them a good chance to evaluate some of these specific areas we've been talking about. And you can kind of start to get a bounce back. They will play Iowa State next week, who I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm, 
let's say I shouldn't say I'm I'm still kind of surprised they won. I think TCU's got some major, major offensive issues. I saw a tweet where it was like their last 12 possessions, and it was just interception, interception, punt. Inter- like they threw four interceptions. I'm th- this is what I said last week with Iowa State. I'm glad we didn't have to play them the week after Oklahoma torched them. Yep. Because they got the defensive bounce back game that I did not want them to get against us. Four interceptions held TCU to 14 points. Their offense is still pretty suspect, but when you pick the ball off four times, you're probably giving your offense some some short fields to work. So I think it'll be I think it'll be quite a defensive, quite a low scoring game next week. Um but yeah, they had three hundred and fifty three total yards, one hundred and thirty eight through the air and two fifteen on the ground. And I'm sure a lot of that two fifteen was compiling when you know they're up and just right. running you know, just running the ball, not afraid to give it back to their defense based on the way they were playing. I mean they were, you know, sixteen for twenty eight passing, which you know isn't like elite and it isn't like super awful. I mean it's fifty percent or so, <laughs> just a little over. Uh yeah, yeah well, like I mean, the the point you made last week was like not wanting to to catch them on their uh, on their bounce back game or on their like kind of like we're not we're not really that that that's not really us game. Um, is yeah, yeah. The, knowing how their defensive coordinator is, I'm sure it was a very rough week of practice, and they took it out on uh, took it out on TCU, and then I guess Baylor. I mean, I. They, 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 you're reading some comments and from, you know, um, one of the receivers post game, you know, basically said, like, there's some dudes here that don't want to be here. Um, you know, Texas Tech, my, my, my title, my big 12 title team, they're, uh, they're coming, you know, they lost to, you know, lost to West Virginia, but they're bouncing back two in a row. So we'll see how they're, how they do. Uh, looks like quarterback. Tyler Shuck's back healthy, uh, playing well. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we got Baylor then after Iowa State, and it just seems like they've got – they have a bye two now. So we're going to, you know, we're going to play them coming off of a bye. Seems like they've got a lot of internal things and on-the-field things that are not lining up for them. Not right exactly now. the greatest uh, situation for them down there. and That's that's a tough, tough look. You you would hope that you pull off that ridiculous comeback. And that's like the, the like flushing of all of the crap out of the system. Right. Like, okay, yeah. guys, we, we got it all out. Like the first half of the year did not go the way we wanted. Great job doing this. Like, let's use that as our, our calling. Like, this is who we really are bounce back for the rest of the season. And they just came out and looked uh, looked dreadful from the start. Well, I just saw a clip from the game, and I'll go ahead and just say uh, probably what we're all thinking is it started with what they're wearing. Oh, were, oh, they were the all yellow, all yellow head to toe. Yeah, that's that's. Not I'm a typically look. like a, a fan of like the the monochromatic matching top to bottom, like the icy whites and and that kind of thing. I'm. The only team that should wear all yellow top to bottom are the Savannah Bananas, and that's yeah, because they're a joke of a team. That's a bit, yeah. There's, there's certain colors I don't need to see, a, you know, 
a lot of. So. But that was kind of it from the Big 12. You know, and we mentioned earlier, Oklahoma State had a nice mm. win at home against uh, Kansas State on yeah, my Big 12, Friday night. My Big 12 championship team, Kansas State, not not so hot. <laughs> what was that? They're, you know, we're, we're about uh, midway down the, the list of Big 12 teams here in the rankings with Kansas State. So oh, yeah. they need to really, really get it in gear. Uh, if my prediction is to hold hold water, well, they still can. I mean, they they play Texas. They don't play Oklahoma, so they yeah. can. Uh, you know, if they run the table and one loss, then with a with a win over Texas, they would probably hold a tiebreaker unless somebody else unforeseen also has one loss, and then there's whatever maybe happened in their game or whatever tiebreakers. Um, I, I still am not sure how tested they've been, but I don't feel like I'm going out on too big of a limb saying my preseason national champion is the best team in the country right now. 52 to 10 over I mean, in Minnesota yesterday. Yeah, they, there's, there's looking good because of your competition, and then there's just kind of looking good because you're good. Yeah. And that defense, man, uh, like there is, there is, I, w- I would say, quite a bit of of separation here. I think between those top two teams, and right now, that's kind of looking the way it's going to go. I mean, obviously, like Michigan's going to have to play Ohio State. Ohio State's not bad, um, and that you know, being a rivalry game, that can kind of like, I mean, that can flip their. Either team's season. I, on I think right. Uh, Michigan has yesterday's ten points allowed is the most they've given up this season in a game. And I I think Ohio State fans are watching their games while also thinking, oh my god, Michigan's going to destroy us again. Like I think they're wa- they're half watching their game, and they're watching it through the lens of the Michigan game. And it's not pretty because there's something – I mean, that defense is good. Like, I will give the buck. I mean, I think that defense is good. I think after Maryland jumped out a little bit on him yesterday, they clearly figured some stuff out and put the clamps down. But, like, that offense is just – does not – seems totally disjointed. And, you know, you're replacing C.J. Stroud with a guy that's never really played, and so that can be understandable. <clears throat> but, like, Maryland was smoking them. In the first half for the yeah. majority. And I'm like, well, they don't they, mean, is their defense like supposed to be great? And they, they, they gifted. I mean, Maryland could have, should have gone in into the half with it, you know, the lead, which, you know, that, that's halftime and it was still 10 10, but they should have been able, they should have kicked the field goal there. And for whatever reason, they threw it over the middle with no timeouts and only six seconds left on the clock. So, yeah, I mean, that I can just, speak a little bit of momentum. Another, another, and I don't know if that was a. I can't imagine that the the play call was throw it over the middle. No, like, and, and you look at and like not Michi- to the sticks, but Michigan's schedule. Yes, they're they play Ohio State at the end of the year, but it's like their next three games: Indiana, at Michigan State, and Purdue. So, 
Hey, I don't think they're really going to get challenged in any of those. You know, I think they did the absolute bare minimum because they knew they could in games against Bowling Green and Rutgers and Nebraska. And it's just, you know, they're more than content to 31-6, and and they'll just, you know, I just, I think they're the best team in the country. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they've played the, I think they've played the best so far this year and it's going to be hard for me to come off that point if they don't lose uh switching to the number one team in the country I saw this tweet so I'm, I'm stealing it but it feels like over the last several years that Georgia and Kentucky have played a lot of fake big games like there's been a lot of like oh you know Kentucky look what Kentucky did Ran the ball for you know all these yards and their defense is pretty good. Is this a is this a scary spot for Georgia? And then they just absolutely Don't. from the jump last. I mean, we went out to dinner and I think the game started seven and we get there and they turn it's it on twenty one nothing. Like, it was fourteen nothing and they're driving I'm like it's like seven oh eight. Like what the hell happened? Yeah, um, the UK had one hundred eighty three total yards. So Georgia finally decided to destroy somebody. Georgia had 608 (laughs) yards. Well, I think Carson Beck was like, you know, perfect in the first half, wasn't he? Um, I don't know. He was a, a, he went uh, 28 to 35 for 389, four touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, uh, and then, uh, the uh, UK running back had 15 carries for 59 yards, which is a far cry from, I believe, the 280 he put up last week. 278 against against Florida. You mean, so you're telling me Georgia and Florida, the the world's largest cocktail party here in a couple of weeks, isn't going to be uh, isn't going to be a very good game? Probably not going to be a very. I mean, Brock Bowers had seven receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown. Like that guy's a freak too. He's good. Like, real good. But, yeah, I would definitely say them. And, you know, if they play like that, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> they're probably going to be in a position to three-peat. But, you know, I think Michigan so far this year, I've been more impressed. And great, they're not – I don't think they're playing as good a team as Georgia's already played. You know, a, a, a pretty decent South Carolina team that gave them – trouble for a little while you know the Auburn game was obviously uh pretty close I don't think Auburn's very good but that's a hundred year old rivalry on the road like you know sometimes that's going to happen but those two those two teams feel feel a cut above to me yeah yeah Uh, I think I think we kind of hinted at that at the beginning of this you know six weeks ago whenever we we started this this year that those would be probably the two teams that and we would uh, pick for the national championship game. Yep. And Notre yep. Dame gets uh, just flat shellac down in Louisville. Yeah, that was like 13-13, and then all of a sudden it was a blowout. Yeah. yeah like, I happened to like, I was like scrolling through the scores, and yeah, you know, I, I didn't even really think about it much or whatever. I was at work and kind of pulled my phone out to look to see what the scores were, and I'm like 33, it was like 33 to think 14 or something with you know two minutes to go in the game and i was like well that's that's not ideal for for our buddies up in south bend 
No. You know, who, you know who I'm really liking this year? And now that they've got Tez Walker back. Oh, uh, UNC. UNC, I think, is a sneaky, sneaky undefeated potential team. Um, they're 14th well, I... right. They're 14th right now. They play Miami next, who, you know, had whatever that was last night. And then they play Duke, but maybe with, I mean, who knows if Duke's quarterback is back by the middle of November when they play them. And then they're at Clemson and at NC State, which neither of those teams, I don't know. I mean, Drake May, he threw, I, I got to watch a decent amount of that yesterday. He threw a couple deep balls that I'm, I'm just like, my word, man, just like, Absolutely, dudes made some really, really nice diving catches on them. But like, that's a hard. That's going to be a hard team to to keep under, you know, 30, 35, 40 points. And they and they've got a, a defense that's pretty good too. Um, did you see the punt? I did not see the. Did he punt? So, he punts too. No, no, no. Their <laughs> their their punter, the North Carolina punter, got a, a punt blocked. And it bounced like to the left. He caught it on the bounce, and so now he's going to advance it. And he advances it up the sideline, gets the first down, and gets absolutely obliterated. His face mask, <laughs> his face mask was like folded in. Oh my! So they had to. They said he was like sitting on the field for like twenty minutes, but I guess he was like a pretty big time like rugby player growing up. So they were like, "Well, nah, he'll probably just shake that one off." <laughs> like, I, don't know that, I don't know that you just shake it off when your face mask gets like folded in on itself. Yeah, it's um, I, I like them, and I you know we'll see. The ACC can is always like a, a volatile league week to week. Seems like outside of Clemson, so you know we'll kind of see how that shakes down but uh, you know they've they've caught my they definitely caught my attention uh of late I'm trying to see what other games in in here um Texas A like Alabama Texas A&M I I, I enjoy Alabama's offense cuz their quarterback can really only do one thing and that's throw the ball deep so it's fun to watch them either run the ball or or run four verts and just chuck it but, That's uh, Jalen Milrose, who is uh, kind of, I guess, come to the, the the top of the uh, the quarterback room there. Yeah, he's uh, which I'm not surprised about, but like, yeah. The bigger question is like A and M, four and two. Like next, they're at Tennessee next week. Uh. They still got to go to Ole Miss and to LSU. Like, I know nine whatever's left on that contract is a lot, but like, you know, yet another. I don't know, like, what Jimbo is doing. You you need to score a touchdown, yeah. And he kicks basically kicks a meaningless field goal towards the end of the like the towards the very end of the game, and you know. I mean, a lot of head scratching coaching decisions. Um, there's a lot of dollars left on that contract, so I'm not saying something's going to happen. But like they, you know, they could lose to, at Tennessee, at Ole Miss, oh and yeah, at LSU, and you're staring at it like another seven and five ish. I mean, really, you're lo- you season. Lo- and so you, if you look at it, 
probably the only like absolute uh, I would say guaranteed win is the Abilene Christian game. I mean, they they still have South Carolina, who's not atrocious. Yeah. I mean, I know you just kind of took Alabama to the to the ropes there, but like, well, and they they were up and then just giving up deep, you know. It's it's a weird weird deal, uh, you know. I'll drop I'll drop this little nugget in. Last week we had UC BYU in SP plus, I believe, with BYU forty eight, UC forty nine, going into the game. We got another one of those this week. The Bearcats actually moved up a couple spots without playing. The new new SP plus poll has been released. We have number forty four Iowa State versus number forty six UC. So another another game of you know. About as you know, in the in in these terms, uh, equal as you can have. So it'll come down to mistakes and the same stuff that it always does. Right, exactly. And if we can score, uh, once we get inside, you know, the red zone. Playing at Iowa State might actually help. Like I don't, we might not get to the red zone. So you know, maybe we'll score from outside the red zone. And I'm okay and, with that. And, and just... do better that way. If we if we if we were just like you know dropping like 30, 40 yard you know, touchdown passes and runs, uh, I mean, if, who knows? Yeah, the uh, stay outside of that, throw the ball deep. The LSU LSU Missouri game was a, was a fun one. You had the lose the losing quarterback throwing for four hundred and eleven yards. Uh, you know the winning quarterback through for 259 and three touchdowns and then also ran for 130 and a touchdown. Yeah, you got two receivers going over 140 yards, one on each team. That was a uh, there's been some fun like some fun SEC. You know, you had the Ole Miss LSU game and now the LSU LSU just doesn't play any defense, which is just stunning that they don't have dudes that can cover wide receivers because they're just, I mean, like they're just not playing any defense. Well, I mean, that's apparently it's, it's working out a little bit here. <laughs> you just got to score. I mean, yeah, you just, just got to score 50 a game, right? It's the, it's what the, the USC like thought process, like just yeah. score between 50 and 80 points a game and you know, let the, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Did you see the uh the like the press conference that Brian Kelly had? No, I did not. So he like ended it and it was like it's very like oh, you know, we're off to to Columbia. So make sure you're wearing your Columbia jackets. What? And like <laughs> what? And, and like everybody like, Is that, is that supposed cool. to be like a dad joke? Well, then he like he had like taken a step off the from behind the podium realized that like no one was laughing at it and he was like not funny he was like it, it was a joke and then he and then he just kept walking and so like when it got posted somebody posted underneath it and was like i miss his fake accent like i'd rather him make you know talk like he was i guess from yeah from the south than than make these like jokes about it doesn't even make sense like <laughs> what he's like we're off to columbia Make sure you bring your Columbia jackets. But they're not even off. Like, 
Okay, now now I'm very confused because they don't play South Carolina. Columbia was it Columbia, Missouri? Yeah, but if we're like we're it was after the game, why would you be off to Columbia? No, 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 no. It was before. Oh, I thought you were before saying this the Missouri was game. Post, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were this no, no, no. post game press conference. No, it was before the Missouri game. Okay. It, it, it's still a very stupid joke, but it, yeah, at least like it, it makes like a little bit of sense, literal, kind of? literal sense. <laughs> yeah, like you would, you would just in that case, like it could have been a, a little more, like maybe it would have landed better if he just said like, make sure you wear your. I don't know. I don't know that there's a way to save that joke at all. No, it's just a bad joke. And that's that's our boy Brian Kelly. Yeah. Um... Let's see. I think, uh, you know, for the, the the late night, it was nice to see Fresno and Wyoming get the get the the regular Fox kickoff. Um, you had Mikey Keen of of UCF lore as Fresno's starter now. Wyoming oh, man, wow, five and one wins at home against ranked Fresno, Texas Tech. Like, stop playing. I mean, of course, if you're in conference. Uh, you can't really avoid it. Avoid like, that. If you're a non-conference team, like, do not go to Laramie. Like, just stop doing that. It's really dumb. Like, that's and that that's I think like one one of if not the highest altitude of any college football team. Oh, real? Uh, okay. It's high. Yeah, it's 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 considerably higher, I think, than like uh, Denver and. Uh, you know, whatever's in Colorado. I mean, BYU, or... BYU is a was also kind of a little bit of that. I know it's not anywhere close to that. I, don't, I wouldn't think, but maybe yeah. it is. So, like, just stop going there. Don't don't schedule games at Wyoming in the non-conference. At you know, App State went there and lost. They uh, got beat thirty-one ten to Texas, but I mean that uh, up until this point, that was, that was and that was at Texas. and that was at Texas. So yeah, Texas was at least. Smart enough not to go, go to Wyoming for sure, for sure. So I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, we have we have a uh, we have an interesting, interesting Big Twelve game next week. We'll get your thoughts on this. The surprise of the conference, I think, so far has been West Virginia. Uh, there was talk going into the season that like, would they have a coach at this point? Like, would Neil Brown be fired? And they certainly are not firing him when they are, I believe, 4-1. and one. They are playing at home this Thursday night against Houston. Dana coming back to Morgantown in a season that is not going great, coming off a of bye week. If West With Texas next week, if they lose this game, are, are we – Oh my God! They go tech. They go West Virginia at home. Texas at Kansas State. He's gone. Like if they lose all three of those games, that oh boy, that's a that so, could be an interesting situation. But that is a very interesting game this Thursday, given the anxiety that I'm sure Houston is feeling because. Be a whole case of Red Bulls on the. They they came into the situation thinking finally we're in a power five we can recruit Houston we can get all those bounce back transfers the 
left town because we were in the AAC, and now they're going to come back because now we're in the Big 12. And we got Texas at home. There's always been this huge infighting with Texas and Houston. And we get them at home before they leave. And if they lose this game, uh, I think they'll be two and four going into a game against Texas. They'll be two and four going into the Texas game. They would be then two and five going into Kansas State. Two and six going into Baylor and two and seven coming to UC or play with UC Ooh, coming ba- to them. Baylor, Baylor, Houston. That could be a real fun one. Real barn burner. <laughs> and they might, maybe they might not have a coach going into that game. But I will definitely be watching for the, uh, the Dana Holgerson sideline antics. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be a, a whole, whole cooler full of Red Bulls. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a really packed house at, whatever initial like abbreviation their state stadium name is or some some like tdech stadium or whatever i don't even know but but yeah we have uh you have that game you have several four teams are off so you have you only have a few games this week um Nothing else really jumps out in conference. I guess Kansas State at Texas Tech would be uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Oklahoma State coming off a nice win, going to Kansas. Or no, they'll be at home, Kansas at home. But I don't really want to – so we'll we'll transition. I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to cover nationally. I have no interest in talking about the Bengals. They stink. Oh god, they're, uh, so, they're so bad, Dave. They're unenjoyable to watch. Um, I'm gonna get a lot. Hopefully, get some yard stuff done, and then I'll sit down and at least give it a bit of my attention at the jump. But uh, not sure how they're gonna have to earn it <laughs> after say. that. I did not watch a play of the second half last week against. Uh, I watched a Ryder Cup uh, recap podcast that was running live on on youtube over that abomination that was the second half in nashville so i didn't watch much at all of it like i was really i was really kind of disappointed this year that like all of my daughter's you know first grade soccer games were are scheduled a a, like one noon or one o'clock on uh on sundays now now i just don't care like yeah, you haven't missed anything. Not a thing, and like they've got a game today, and if they win, they'll be like I guess one of the they'll be like the number one seed coming out of their little group going to whatever the state tournament thing is that they've got going on. So that's way more important than uh, a bunch of these guys that are apparently like you know whining and complaining about touches and I don't know. Well, yeah, they're not. They don't seem to be having much fun downtown. And, uh, not right now. You usually don't when you play like garbage. Play like, it's kind of play like they've know, been it's, playing. It's kind of what I've said about you know you see it at points off, certainly offensively. Like it's everybody. Like don't don't point one thing. Like you can't play that bad with these type of players and just try to single out one thing. Like Joe is compromised. Sure. Well, then it's on the coaching staff to figure out ways to play around that. And then it's on the other players to help compensate for that. Like it's, it's everything. So unless they figure it out today on the road against a 
I guess I'm not going to call them good. They're one and three, but like the Cardinals have played better than I, like I was expecting one of the worst teams in recent NFL history, like just getting blown out left and right. And that has not been the case uh, for the most part. So they will have their hands full if they keep playing the way they've been playing. Um, Bearcats in the NFL. Um, this is the this is the big one that I wanted to to bring up. Just got tweeted out um, from NFL Rookie Watch that Jason Kelsey hasn't allowed a single sack in one year, eleven months, and twenty one days, and he's only allowed one quarterback hit over the past one thousand thirty eight days. That's pretty good for an old guy that's too small. Yeah, uh, and then they uh, they um, also mislabeled him as. Uh, Coming to UC as a running back, which I think gets happens far too often. He was a linebacker. Yes, what, you know, correct. There were some several 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 UC folks jumped into the uh, the comments <laughs> to let them know. Like, no, he was a linebacker. God, God, God forbid somebody made a mistake on Twitter. Right, exactly. Oh no, into the world. Uh, um, what matters is he's a center now, and yeah. uh, he's arguably the best center ever. Yeah. Uh, they also gave on um, their podcast New Heights. They gave a little shout out to Ivan Pace, who's you know got it, still got it going for the Vikings. So that's good to see. I'm gonna need a bounce back game from Dez today. He, um, I, yeah. I, I think the uh, I think we're skating on some thin ice. If uh, if we don't get a better performance today, we might see a move soon to Taylor Heineke, which would then probably lead if that stayed the way the rest of the year that would probably lead assuming things played out a certain way uh to them drafting or trying to draft one of these quarterbacks uh that are going to be in this upcoming draft so he has not had he's had a couple moments but has not had a great start to the season yeah, not uh, not spectacular. And I I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about college football, so I'm just gonna say it anyway because it's important for this show. Did you see? Uh, did you see that there was a, a there's been a quarterback change at Pitt? And, yes, uh, I, I did. I, I at, noticed that. Uh, yes, there's been not only a quarterback change, a, a, a position po- change, a total position change. <laughs> he's now he's now a tight end. Bill Jerkovich. I guess that'll happen when you stunk against UC and stunk against West Virginia. Um, yeah. I just, I saw that. I saw it come out. And I was like, oh, I got to, I got to tell Dave about this. I got to know. I don't know how often uh pit news pops up on your, uh, on your Twitter timeline. So, well, and on the Bearcat journal, when I, I have to follow, yeah. uh, I shouldn't say have to, I follow a lot of just, just, just so I don't miss any like, news and so so, some it got on there somehow some national person they probably retweeted a a pit person um but yeah you don't you don't see that a lot you know before october really hits well if your big transfer quarterback that you brought in is now your third string tight end because they have two pretty good tight ends so he's not playing over them right i mean it's and it's not like it's not like you know you brought him in, spring ball game, all that kind of stuff happened. And you're like, hey, I think it might be better if you like 
move positions. Right. Uh, it was, it's, um, you know, the middle of October, like you said, and they're like, eh, this isn't really working out so well. Yeah, you brought him in because he was your guy. I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. Oh, well, tell her to be quiet. Yeah, Siri is just going off the really loud. But uh, I don't know. I think that's that's a good rundown of, I mean, there, you know, I, I wouldn't say nobody else from a UC in the NFL standpoint has, outside of Ivan and Jason being Jason and Travis being Travis. Right. I don't really think there's anybody that's, you know, put some back-to-back weeks together or really even had, like, a a big week to kind of monitor. I mean, I know Chris Moore had one long catch last week against the Bengals, and then Gallic Pierce had a, a uh, catch. Josh Wiley. Josh, okay, yeah, touchdown. He, first, he had his first, first, first catch. First yeah. catch and touchdown. So that's always nice when your first catch is a touchdown. To be honest, uh, I didn't even know that he played for Tennessee. Like, I yes. feel bad about that. Because obviously was, uh, he hasn't. It's not like he's been. Fifth, you know. fifth round pick. I always love that, yeah. you know, see the Bengals could have drafted him. I mean, like, right. yeah, they could have. And, uh, you know, he's just had his first catch five games in. So, like, right. let's be real. Like, how much impact do we, you know, like, that's just an easy trope to be like, Look at oh, them. They, they could. They have all these players just up the street. They don't even. They don't even look at them. Right now, you could argue they should be looking at tight ends more, and I don't disagree. I mean, they've done. They've done the bare minimum the last two years. It worked last year. This year, it hasn't to date. Uh, so I understand that side of it. But it's you know, Twitter is always good for a former Bearcat does something good. Why didn't the Bengals draft him? Like that's that's a very Typical go-to. Yeah. And but no, you got, was, the, you got the two-point conversion from Derrick Henry on the on the running back pass. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that is something that kind of gets gets him going because they don't have Titans don't really have a ton of great pass catchers. You have a, an older DeAndre Hopkins. Traylon Burks has been in and out of the lineup with injuries. Uh, the Ar- Ar- former Arkansas wide receiver. So. I mean, maybe there's a, a chance to carve in a nice role as a as a tight a tight end uh, in their kind of ball control play action offense. Yeah. So yeah, that sauce did get um, squeezed on a uh, on a kind of a tiki tack holding call that pretty well salted the game away for Kansas City last week. And I thought it was on. No, it was on the on the other guy. And they called it on sauce. Maybe they, they maybe they maybe they said the wrong number, but because I think he yeah. was talking about I thought he was talking about the play as like I don't know maybe I I thought they called it on the other on a different player, but but yeah, that, I mean that call was pretty pretty loose. I mean, yeah, I would be you know regardless of whether he was a the player was a Bearcat or not, I'd be like, man, that's a pretty pretty uh, soft soft call. But I mean, you know, the the Chiefs had to win because otherwise Aaron would be sad that his uh his uh girl Taylor's boyfriend lost. So Oh I know. Aaron's I know. big Aaron's a big uh huge uh, Swifty. Big Swifty, big, big uh big Crab and Taylor Swifty. or whatever. He's got all the all the bracelets, all the albums, he dresses up as a different era, you know, every other day. Yeah, big big fan, big fan. 
So I'm, I'm glad surprised he hasn't jumped in. He must not be sitting right in front of his computer. Oh, no, he is. He's very oh. angry right now. <laughs> All right. We got, we got, what, Iowa State next week. But I think we have a little we have a little Bearcat on Bearcat this week. Uh, oh. We had it last week with, with Vikings-Eagles, and this week we have it with Eagles or Vikings-Chiefs. So oh, I, we, a, also had little... with, we also had Jets-Chiefs last week. Yeah, we got a little Ivan Pace, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if, uh, how much coverage he's he does for them, but, uh, you know, he comes across the middle. He's better watch out. Yeah. Taylor's going to have to come down the field and help him out. Well, we know how we know how Ivan likes to play. So. Yeah, buddy. Yes, we do. But uh, that, that'll do it for today. Thank you for everybody. Tonk, Steve, and Natalie, Chris, all our loyals. We appreciate it greatly. I know we didn't touch too much on the Bearcats, but you know, sometimes you just kind of let it, let it breathe. We'll get back at it next Sunday after uh, homecoming Iowa State noon. Weather is looking iffy right now. Your tailgate might get a little wet. Uh, hopefully that moves out for the game. But uh, – we will see everybody back here next Sunday morning on another edition of the Bearcat Brunch brought to you, as always, by our great partners at Royal Links Golf Tours. Please go check them out if you're looking to, to head across the pond for a, a big golf trip with the buddies. I know they got a huge, awesome couples trip to Italy working. Lots of golf and lots of other fun things to do. So thanks to Aaron. Thanks to Jeff. We will see you back next Sunday. Have a great day, Cincinnati.